Well, welcome to our week one of our Bible study, Strengthened Through the Names of God, as we look at the name of Elohim and how fitting it is that we're studying this name during this season of life that we're in. On January 6th, we experienced one of the darkest days in American history. I never thought I would live to see the things that happened that, that day. Uh, when mobs uh, stormed the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. I was at home working, didn't know really what was going on until I got a text from a friend in another state that just said, I'm on my knees praying for what's going on in our country. And I was kind of like, is something going on that I need to know about? And so I kind of went on, found the news and, and I was shocked. Uh, the emotions that I felt as I watched that reminded me of the same emotions I felt on September 11, 2001, when the terrorists flew the planes into the Twin Towers in New York City. I, was, I went through these different emotions on January 6th and on September 11th, just shock, uh, a little bit of anger, disbelief. Is this really happening in, in my country? Uh, there was even some emotions of fear, thinking about, God, what is going on with us? Where are we headed? What is the future for America? And I, th I think we're all feeling a little bit anxious about what is ahead of us in the coming days, the coming months, the coming years. But what brought me peace, what brought me comfort that Wednesday, January 6th, was not looking to a person, uh, thinking that a person was going to save us or some leader was going to be the answer to all of our, our issues. What gave me comfort that day was knowing that God was on the throne. It was knowing that He is over all things, including what happened in our nation's capital that day. He is on the throne even when it seems that somebody else is in charge. He's in control. He's sovereign. And that gave me great comfort as I worked through the different emotions of that day. And so it's very timely that we study uh, the name of Elohim this week because it is the first name for God in the Bible. We're introduced to that name in the very first verse of the Bible, Genesis 1.1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And this name, God, is his first name. But in the Hebrew, that English name, God, is, is from the Hebrew term, Elohim. El, in that word, El means mighty <clears throat> or strong. And, and it's often used for other gods, not just our God, the word El. But when it's used, when the term Elohim is used, it is referring to, to the only true God. So the L, E-L, means mighty and strong, and the I-M on the end of the word actually indicates plurality. And so that may be a little bit confusing for you, and you may go, but wait a second, I don't understand. I mean, there wasn't gods who created the heavens and the earth. It was God, one. And and there's several thoughts on what this really means. Some believe, and this is the, the uh, belief that I take, is that it's referring, it's a reference to the Trinity at the very beginning of creation. That in the beginning, Elohim, God, in all of 
himself, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit created the heavens and the earth. Because we see in verse 2 that the Spirit was hovering over the waters of the earth. And then we read in Colossians and John 1 about Jesus being the creator, that he was in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and he created all things. And so I see that plurality of L as referring to the Godhead of God, all three parts of God. One God, but three in one. The, the Father, Son, and Spirit. Now there's another uh, thought behind this. Some see this as uh, the plurality of this term is referring to intensity. It's just simply magnifying who God is and all of his attributes are just so great and so much. It's just emphasizing the majesty of, of who he is. Well, the literal translation of the name Elohim means strong and mighty one. And this name reflects God's sovereignty and his power. Simply stated, Elohim, Elohim is the all-powerful, mighty creator. So that we have the question, and I think I asked you this in your study this week, why would God want us to know him by this name first? Why was this the first name he introduced himself by instead of El Shaddai or uh, Yahweh Jireh? Why Elohim? And we don't know for sure why, but I think one reason could be is that God wants us to, to find strength and comfort in his power. He wants us to know that he is all power, all strength. He is strong and mighty, and so we can find comfort in that. And so I always want to give you a challenge each week to take with you. And so my challenge, my encouragement for you this week as we study the name Elohim is that you would take comfort in the strength of Elohim, the strong and mighty one. He can handle anything and everything that comes our way. You know, when we begin to uh, become fearful about a situation, about what might happen tomorrow, next week, Elohim is the perfect name to cry out to because he is the strong and mighty one and he has demonstrated his strength and his sovereignty throughout the body, uh, throughout the Bible. He was the strong and mighty one at creation and he is still the strong and mighty one today. You know, as a, as a kid, we sang the song, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole wide world in his hands. And I'll stop there. I'm not going to make you listen to my singing, but I, I, I think you know the song. I was thinking about that song this morning as I was finishing up preparation for this lecture. And that song makes me think of Elohim, the strong and mighty God who created everything. And that strong and mighty God has everything in his hands. And so I want to take us to a, a passage today that you studied in your um, lessons this week, and that's Isaiah 40. And I wanted to spend time on Isaiah 40 because Isaiah 40 reminds us of what and whom our strong and mighty God has in his hands. 
And, and just uh, to review the context of Isaiah 40, uh, the northern kingdom of Israel had already been taken into captivity by the Assyrians, and uh, it had already been prophesied that the southern kingdom of Judah would be taken under Babylonian captivity. And so they knew what was coming. Judah knew that they were getting ready to go into captivity, and so they were feeling afraid and stressed about what was ahead for them. I think that's something we can relate to today. So as we look at Isaiah 40, how does this chapter help us find comfort in Elohim, the strong and mighty one? Well, again, I go back to that song, he's got the whole world in his hands. And I want to look at five things that God has in his hands in this passage that will encourage us and help us find comfort. First thing, Elohim has all of creation in his hands. We see this in verse 12 uh, with these, the questions that he's asking. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens by the span and calculated the dust of the earth by the measure, weighed the mountains in a balance, the hills in a pair of scales? Our God is so great that he could hold all the waters of all the oceans on this earth in the, in the hollow of his hand, right here. Uh, he can measure the starry universe by the span of his hand, which is basically from the thumb to the little finger spread out, and that's the entire universe. You know, when we look up, we see a tiny little sliver of what's up there. But God can measure it just, I mean, it's so, he is so much greater. He's so great that, that all the earth's dust could be put in a basket. And all the great mountains and hills, they're, they're so small compared with him that he could weigh them all on small scales. He's basically so great that he can hold his creation in his hands. So, it's so small compared to him. He's got things under control. Do you ever feel that God is out of control with what's happening on the earth? When you look at uh, things of nature like hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, you know what? He is not out of control. He has a sovereign purpose in everything that happens He's greater than his creation, and he has all of his creation in his hands. He's, he's sovereign over it all. Second thing, Elohim has all wisdom in his hands. Verses 13 to 14, he says, Who has directed the spirit of the Lord, or as his counselor has informed him? With whom did he consult? Who gave him understanding, and who taught him in the path of justice? and taught him knowledge and informed him of the way of understanding. In other words, God does not need any advice or wisdom from any of us on how to manage his creation, his world. He doesn't need, he's not sitting there going, oh my gosh, what has happened to America? What am I going to do? I need to get some advice from somebody about how to handle this, this situation. He didn't need to consult with anyone when he created the world about, well, what do I do with this? And how, where do I put these stars? No. He has all wisdom in his hands. And we can take comfort in knowing 
that God is all wise. He's not stressed and wondering, what am I going to do with this situation? No. All wisdom is in his hands. Third, Elohim has all the nations in his hands. Verses 15 to 17 says, Behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and regarded as a speck of dust on the scales. Behold, he lifts up the islands like fine dust. goes on in verse 17, All the nations are as nothing before him. They are regarded by him as less than nothing and meaningless. The great strength of the mightiest nations is like a speck of dust or a drop in the bucket to God. Those nations may scare us at times, especially when we think about the nations in the world that really don't like us here in America. But you know, those nations are not in control. God is. God's got them in his hands. He is sovereign over them and what they will do and what they can do. They may seem mighty to us, and we might fear them, but we can find comfort in knowing they're tiny and powerless from God's perspective. He's like, don't worry about them. I got them. I got it covered. And you know, and this would greatly encourage the Israelites to know this because of Assyria and Babylon who were going to oppress them uh, and take them into captivity and already had taken the northern kingdom into captivity. Just to be reminded that those nations could not do anything apart from God's perfect, sovereign hand. He couldn't touch them unless God allowed it. So as we face concerns about the futures of our nation, uh, as we maybe find ourselves a little stressed, wondering what's going to happen, what is America going to look like in the next few months or a year, uh, take comfort in knowing that Elohim is sovereign over every nation and what they do and what they can't do. He has a purpose that he will bring about. And then he reminds them in verses 18 to 20, uh, he talks about idols. To whom will you liken God or what likeness will you compare with him? You know, it's just a reminder that idols don't come close. They can't even compare to Elohim, to God. So don't put your faith in idols, things that you trust. Don't put your trust in things that are made by man. I made those materials that idols are made of. Don't waste your energy trusting idols. They can't compare to me, Elohim. So then the fourth thing that we see is that Elohim has all the rulers and leaders in his hand. This is verses 21 to 24. It says, do you not know? Have you not heard? And he goes on and he says, it is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He it is who reduces rulers to nothing who makes the judges of the earth uh, meaningless. And at the end of verse 24, he merely blows on them and they wither. 
Wow. He's got all the rulers and the leaders in his hand. God is sovereign over every one of them. He could remove them at any time. Just blow them away. But he's got them where they are for a purpose. Even the bad rulers, even the ones that we don't understand why God puts them in charge. Why did God put Pharaoh over the Israelites? He had a purpose. Take comfort that God, that Elohim, is sovereign over presidents, governors, Congress, world leaders. He sits on his throne above the circle of the earth, providentially upholding and maintaining everything. This truth should comfort us as we move into a new season of unknowns in our country. Will you trust God's sovereignty over any leader who comes to office in our country? Even if it's not the one that you wanted, will you trust God's sovereign hand and who he has placed in places of leadership for a certain time, for a certain purpose? Don't forget that he is the one in control, not men or women, Elohim. He is the creator. So take comfort in Elohim, the strong and mighty one. And then the last area. Elohim has all the stars in his hands. Verses 25 to 26. To whom then will you liken me that I would be as equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these stars. The one who leads forth their host by number. He calls them all by name because of the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one of them is missing. Elohim created the stars. Millions upon millions upon millions of stars. Again, I I was saying earlier, what we see when we look in the skies is just a small sliver of what God has created and is out there. And yet God calls every star by name. He's a personal God. And if he knows them by name and he maintains them, it says not one of them is missing. He keeps them where they're supposed to be. If he does that for the stars, do you not think that God, our strong and mighty one, can take care of us? He is is the strong and mighty one. Every star is in the exact place that God placed it. And we are where God has us for a purpose. Do you ever feel that there's something in your life that's too big for God to handle? Look up at the stars and remember who created them. You know, one of the things I loved as a little girl, my daddy used to take us out my brothers and I out in the backyard and put us on a blanket. He had a telescope and uh, we had a book with all the constellations and stars and the names and Daddy would put us down and it would point out and say, there's the, the Big Dipper, you know, there's Orion. And he would go through and he would go through and we'd look at it and we'd be amazed. But when we start to feel overwhelmed and life seems bigger than we can handle, take time to look 
around you, at his creation, at the stars. Think, God, you created those. You're strong and mighty enough to handle those. You're strong and mighty enough to handle what's going on in my life. He does care. Take comfort in Elohim. Elohim is the name that we can cry out to when life seems out of control. Because Elohim is the strong and mighty God who created all things, and he has all things in his hand. He's sovereign over all. He has all of creation in his hands. He has all, of, all wisdom in his hands. He has all the nations in his hands. He has all the leaders and rulers in his hands. He has all the stars in his hands. Elohim, our strong and mighty creator, is in control. He's got this. Take comfort in Elohim. I want you to take just uh, some time, um, hopefully now, and just ponder, you know, what are you struggling with today? What's bothering you? What's stressing you out in your life today? Write it down. And then spend some time praising Elohim and, and giving that worry and that fear or whatever it is to God and saying, Elohim, I know you are the strong and mighty one and you can handle anything. And I give this to you and I trust you. I choose to trust you. I just uh, want to close with the closing verses of Isaiah 40. Um, when he says, do you not know? And in verses 28 and 29, do you not know? Have you not heard the everlasting God, El Olam, the Lord, Yahweh, the creator of the ends of the earth, Elohim, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up like, with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Take comfort in Elohim, our strong and mighty God. Let's pray. Elohim, I thank you that you are the strong and mighty one, that you are stronger than anything we face on this earth. You are sovereign over anything we face on this earth. And God, we come to you today and we just give you our fears, our anxiety, our worries. And we entrust this to you. And I ask, Lord, that you would strengthen us. Your word says you will, that you don't get tired, and that you will give your strength to us. And, Lord, we need it to get through the days that we're in. And so, Elohim, thank you that you're a great God, incomparable, nothing compares to you, and yet you are personal. You love each one of us, and you will take care of each one of us. Thank you, Elohim, that we can take comfort in you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, I look forward to coming back, seeing you next week as we study our next name of God. But until then, focus on Elohim. See you next time.